everyone. Welcome to UCX Podcast. Andrew here with my host, Michael. Michael, how are you? Dude, long time no see. It's been a long time since we've recorded an episode. When you actually hear this episode. Yes. <laughs> who knows what you've heard in between. There's probably... Uh, one day we'll do all the lost episodes and post them. <laughs> yeah, the end of 2021 was um, a busy time for everybody. There's new jobs and new companies and COVID and moving and lots of stuff that was going on. So we did record episodes. Um, one was lost to data corruption, um, but there's a couple in the recorder that it just seems weird to go back now and to release something from like, September when we were talking about a new release of yeah the, Ooh, the, the FOs yeah let's talk about the new yeah. tie FO bombers <laughs> um so we're starting 2022 season three of UCX podcast ish two and a half really when's our three-year anniversary I didn't even it's, in fe- uh, it's February it's February right yeah wow yep it's coming up so it's really easy to do that when you don't podcast for you know a quarter of the year. Um, <laughs> it's way less work. Uh, but we're around, and we are prepping for the Las Vegas Open, which is going to be happening in a couple weeks at the oh, end of January. LVO hype. I'm so excited. So we have that going on. We still have the end of the UCX Trials Season 1. Oh. Um, UCX Trials hype. Yep. Everything's uh, hype. And then... Um, what else do we have? We can talk about the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, Star Wars in general. Star Wars in general. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. So thank you for hanging out with us and for being so patient while we overcome our RL, real life stuff, and uh, get back into the podcasting and X-Wing. X-Wing is in a state of turmoil right now because we have um, X-Wing 2.5 soon to be released so we have some of the rule sets for that which amg has asked us not to use yet uh but other people have chosen to use that anyways so we are preparing for lvo with lvo rules in mind uh the biggest change is let's talk about um obstacles this is something I'm super excited about i love the obstacle changes they are mean yes <laughs> Uh, so what we've, what they're using at LVO and what we know and understand is will be the rules for obstacles in 2.5. So first we have the asteroid. So the asteroid has changed. All the asteroid, uh, debris and gas cloud rules have, have all changed. Um, something consistent among all three. If you land on the obstacle, you cannot perform a primary, you can't perform an attack. Unless you have an ability that says otherwise. Doesn't matter what it is. So Tearfawn Belly Rub, that is now money. If you're a <laughs> Y-Wing, you can still shoot your missile or torpedo or whatever. Uh, but otherwise, you don't get to perform your attacks. They just say, how do we get this card in the game? Let's yes. change the core mechanics. This changed the core <laughs> for everybody. Two points. Um, so if you land on it, no shooting. Yeah. If true. you execute a maneuver and go over it, you still perform your action. Yeah. And you can still perform your attack. You suffer the effects of uh, the asteroid or obstacle, um, but you can still do that. 
So if you need to YOLO over an obstacle and still perform an action, do it. You can. Yeah. But uh, the other change is they all do something no matter what. Yes. There's no luck of the die roll where you get a blank this time. Something is happening to you. Then you roll for something else to happen to you. Uh, so let's let's talk about asteroids. The rock. The rocks. So no new obstacles have been introduced. Um, but this is what we have now. Uh, let's see. Okay. Asteroid. If you overlap or land on an asteroid, your ship suffers one damage. Period. So. Dunzo. Dunzo. Get a, yeah, get a damage. And then after that, after executing the maneuver, don't know if it's fully or just executing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just executing. Yeah. It rolls one attack die. On a hit or critical result, the ship suffers one damage. So you have a 50% chance. So there's a 100% chance to take one and then a 50% chance to take a second. But that is punishing. You know how many, like, four health ships are out there? Lots. <laughs> that just, boom, half points. Half, yeah, <laughs> half points. <laughs> yeah, flew through a rack, half points. <laughs> yeah, interceptor, bad news, bad yeah. news. Uh, yeah, the, and a lot of three health ships, too. Yeah. That, oh, now I went away from dead. One shot, <laughs> flew over a rock, one shot, gone. So avoid landing on asteroids unless you are dash which you can't really play right now anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one, debris clouds. So after the check difficulty step, the ship gains one stress token. Okay, that's the same. Yeah. Then after executing the maneuver, it rolls one die, one attack die. On a hit or crit result, the ship suffers one damage. So you have another 50% chance to take damage. Just face down, no crits on a crit, but... Instead of having a 12.5% chance of taking a crit, you now have a 50% chance of taking a hit. Yeah. So the debris cloud became the old asteroid. But yeah. you get a stress. But too. you get a stress. Yeah. So the asteroid, you can go over it um, and then roll your take your damage, roll your die, perform your action, shoot like normal. Debris cloud, you can go over it, take your stress, roll for damage, but now you can't perform an action unless you have something that says you can perform actions while stressed. Yeah. Uh, the gas cloud, this is the newest obstacle, but then also the most changed. Craziest. Uh, the ship removes all lock tokens assigned to it. So if you overlap or land on it, all locks are broken. Locks that you have on somebody else and mm. locks that are... No, the ship removes all lock tokens assigned to it. So only ships that have locked you yeah then after the check difficulty step the ship gains one strain token so no more rolling for strain you just are strained you get strained and then after executing the maneuver it rolls one attack die on a hit result the ship gains one ion token on a crit result the ship gains three ion tokens so large and medium based ships are in trouble Potentially, if they land on or overlap at all. Take that crit. Yeah. So you still, so you have a 12.5% chance to get just three ions. Um, you have, what, three out of four chance to get a hit icon. So, or three out of eight. Um, 
So there's a 50% chance you're taking some number of, I of ions. And a strain. So what do you think about this? People are going to bring seismics, so that way they don't have to deal with the asteroids anymore. My list has seismics. <laughs> um, I think I might add... So right now I've been flying with the three largest rocks. I may change one to a gas cloud. Like, okay, you're going to... Just to have that out there, right? Just to have that out there. Um, I used it in one match. I was flying Grievous, and everybody had target locked him. And I was like, okay... One hard over the obstacle. I'm not shooting anyways. And I get to perform my action because I'm not stressed. So strain, whatever, get my focus. Oh, your actions that you just spent, they, they mean nothing anymore. And I still get my defensive rerolls. And you still get your extra die from it being obstructed. Uh, but Gas Cloud no longer has the auto uh, blank to evade. So I may add one. Yeah, I'm having a hard time deciding. Like in my box right now, I have all of them. <laughs> and I've been mixing it up when I've been playing recently. So uh, I, I think, think there's going to be lots of droids. So I think I don't want to bring rocks. The droids care none for. Well, rocks or asteroids. They can stick in or, uh, obstacles. They can land on debris or asteroids. Yeah. So that's why I've been leaning towards the clouds. For the droid tech? Yeah, well, then they get ionized and have to do a one straight off of it and don't have an action to perform. That yeah. seems okay. But, man, if you fly through a cloud or you hit one of those, you have wedge and your ion now, that's... Yeah. That can really screw you. But so can two damage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think if you have a lower output damage list... Um, so I've been flying a three-ship list lately. You'd be surprised how much damage can come just from an asteroid now. Oh, I misjudged, and I land on it. There's one, and let me roll. Oh, I took another one. And now I have to go over it again, Yeah. and I'm going to take another one, and then possibly roll for another one. Fifty another. So there could be four damage in two turns that you don't have to spend an attack on. So I think if you're a lower damage pushing list then rocks are a good choice um if you are an ion control list then gas clouds make loads of sense to you you can ionize them onto the gas cloud and then they're like perpetually <laughs> ionized um yeah i think i i like the change with the obstacles because they are mean i do too yeah i i really like it make them punishing I, and it it really pushes flying better. Yeah, 100%. Fly yeah. better. Don't land on the obstacles. Yeah. Um, I've always brought bigger rocks. You know, I sp Specifically, I'm kind of a big rock player, and I put the three big rocks out there because I like that because I feel like I could outfly my opponent and I can fly through them and engage through them and not take them. So I want them to deal with them. But now I'm, <laughs> I'm scared, even though I've always felt confident with my flying abilities. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. the and, other change. And a little early mistake now. Before, you could just kind of fly through a cloud and, oh, we're not even engaged and I don't take that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Not, they, not the same thing anymore. 
Yeah, and makes that decision of do I gamble? Will my will my maneuver fit? It's close. Well, is it worth two damage to your ship to maybe? I just think about your game against uh, Nate in Boise. Yeah. So if Wedge lands on a rock, what if now he has to take two damage, maybe four damage, and your opponent has to do nothing for it? Yeah. Mm. That could be a game changer. And I, I, I'm I, good with the you get an action after, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. So it gives you a chance to make an aggressive move and kind of play with the variance and to get your action to try to maybe come back in a game or something. Hey, I'm going to fly through this rock, but I'll be able to target lock focus with my guy who does cute things. And yeah, I could light this guy up and come back from behind. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. So asteroids, big change. I think cool. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, Ships do not skip their perform action step after fully executing a maneuver through the above obstacles. So that's the, the terminology that's being used for LVO. I don't know that that is going to be the actual terminology that's used. Um, my assumption is fully you have to fully execute a maneuver to perform an action anyway, so that's probably going to be the case. Um, as it regards to rigged cargo chutes, spare parts, canisters, and then what's the new, the electro-proton? Electro-shaft missile. Electro-shaft missiles. Those guys are also obstacles, but... Not as not as bad. Yeah. They're, they're not enduring setup. Um, so those rules haven't been completely finalized. Uh, LVO is not really delving into those just because... Um, being able to drop an obstacle on somebody now you're at range zero and now they can't perform an attack. That seems pretty MPE. So, Oh, you did everything right. Bloop. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's an obstacle that you now are stressed and now roll for damage. Oh, and by the way, you can't shoot. Yeah. Uh, and that's good. That seems okay, <laughs> but that would be bad when it's you. It's good that they're not using those rules yet. Yeah. And, because of those changes, right, we'll see changes to that, those cards, uh, either point increases or. Yeah, that's the other thing yeah. is the points are nobody knows what the points are. Yeah. So they could be anywhere. Um, pretty universally, there's a ban on anything that's dial revealing. So if there's a. Sense. I'm glad we printed all those sense cards and passed them <laughs> out to everybody because those are pretty much banned. Useless. Yeah. Can't. But it's a pretty <clears throat> card, and I'm yeah. glad we did it. It looks great. Yeah. Enjo- I hope you guys enjoyed it for the six months that you had. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we have to come up with a new card. So. Well, and there will still be extended, and there will be ways to. Yes. So play with that. So hyperspace, as we know it, is gone. Uh-huh. There, there is no hyperspace. So now there's extended and standard. Extended is still everything. And then standard is what we understand right now, anything that has been released as 2.0 content. So going back to the Reaper and the Ewing, they were the very first 2.0 wave and then everything since then. And then anything that's been released but not necessarily. So 
the the Resistance Falcon hasn't been released, but a Falcon two have been released. So you can get the Rebel Falcon and the Scum Falcon. Scum Falcon. So because a Falcon has been released, the Resistance Falcon is still legal. Weird, but okay. Are there any other instances of that happening? Uh, the Z95 um, it has come out in only a scum release, So, but the Rebels have access to the Z95. Um, Hawk? Uh, um, Hawk? Is the, that the just The TIE Fighter, too, right? So the Rebels have a Rebel TIE Fighter, but the Imperial TIE Fighter has been released. Uh, okay. The Hawk's only official release, yeah, is the Scum, scum. Hawk. But the rebels have access. So the rebels have a bunch of things that have been released in other factions. They might be the only ones that kind of get yeah, some maybe, of that. Maybe, uh, Rebel and scum—they're the only guys that kind of cross platform. Yeah. Well, and now we when we talked about the resistance, the Falcon. Um, yeah, I can't think of a whole lot else besides those things. But so some lists. Um, are are more viable in some factions have some more diversity, but then uh, factions like the so, separatists and republic, a hundred percent of their con in first order, everything, yeah, yeah. everything. Uh, so first order does not have access to the upsilon, yeah. Oh yeah, because that was not a two point resistance release. does not have access to the bomber. The, the yeah resistance bomber the yeah. resistance bomber bomber for Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> not happy. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, those two factions are only lacking the one ship. Rebels, Imperials, and Scum, there are a bunch of things that they still don't have, but they have still a bunch of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else 2.5? Anything you're... Uh, the rest, I mean, it's wait to see, right? I, I think it's been a struggle for some people. Uh, I feel like X-Wing Night on Thursday is... Well, there's the end of the year on holidays. You know, November and December is pretty crazy for most people. Yeah. Jobs are busier. I'm traveling on vacations, the holidays. Uh, but also, it really feels like X-Wing has been in this limbo state for a while of uh, what we know as road and what what did that look like? Well, player were playing. People were playing a random player order at the beginning of the match. Now when, we're when was the road. last time hyperspace rules or, or yeah. the format was updated? Right, it was like stagnant a year yeah. ago. So there's been no change there. Um, and so you know, AMG has said, "Hey, do not play by these new rules yet, because there are also a few other new rules that we haven't announced yet." And a big thing is there's going to be a lot of points adjustments because of these new rules. So you can't play by them because, yeah, the points as you know it now are going to change. So what do people play? You know, I've been I've been playing the LVO rules since they've been announced because that's what I'm preparing for. But some people are like, oh, I don't want to play with the new obstacle rules yet. Or Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've well, had a couple oh, times. Or they want to play with those new bumping rules that have been talked about where if you bump your own ship, you roll for a dice to take damage. Or if you bump an enemy ship, you can still get your action as long as it's only a focus or calculate action. And we can attack at range zero and stuff. And Ooh, let's, then, let's take a second to talk about that. <laughs> so of all the things that have changed so far, this one I think is probably the most divisive. 
uh, may, maybe behind road, but um, so the way that I understand it is um, if you attempt to self-bump either on purpose or on accident, you roll for damage and skip your perform action step. Yes. If you block your opponent, they can still choose to perform a focus or calculate action and treating it as red. Correct. Or it's you do it and then receive a stress. Yeah, something yeah, like but that. It, yeah, essentially it makes it a red focus. Yeah. And to top it all off, you will be able to perform attacks at range zero. There are some more rules in, as to how that will happen, whether it can be modified and what can be modified and when and how. So it doesn't get the range bonus. Yeah, you don't yeah. get range at so, zero. Yeah, so you won't get the plus one die. It, it, the attacker cannot modify a dice. So you can't spend that focus that you just got. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's... So this is a huge departure because that's never been the case. Blocking has been um, a staple of X-Wing play since it's released. So if you're flying in 1.0 all the way back to the days of TIE Swarms, uh, you get in there and you block that TIE Swarm and there's just that train wreck of now there's all these TIE Fighters that don't have focuses and are relying on Natty Dies, maybe a Howl Runner reroll, then you could just wreck their day in that one turn. Um but now, um, if you cause that train wreck, not only do they not get to perform their action, they have to roll for damage, too. So you don't have to. And, you know, if you bump their ship, you don't have to. Okay, that seems all right. But I guess if you bump a friendly ship, you have to roll for damage? Yes. And they skip your action? Yes. It... It's the thing I don't I don't like it at all. Formation flying is now a thing of the past. Like you won't be able to fly in formation now because I can move, block one of your ships. That ship still gets a good in action, the one I blocked. Yeah. And that's what AMG's trying to fix is hey, just because I ran into you, there's not as much feel bad and um Oh, okay, I could still make an action. I could still perform an attack. So it's not like just removing me from the game. But then what happens is all the other ships behind ram into the other ship and they're rolling for damage and skipping their action. Yeah. And I'm destroying that part of the list by yeah. my one block on one other ship. That I don't like at all. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about... Well, let's see. I think that's kind of why that part isn't re well. None of it's actually released. Yeah. Yet, but. Well, last night I played Christian, and he was flying Guri, and I was flying General Grievous, and Grievous's job was just to block Guri from doing any version shenanigans. So there was three quarters of the game where Guri wasn't doing much of anything because Grievous would just one hard barrel roll, block, block your one bank or your one hard, and then you know. She still gets her focus from her ability, but, you know, maybe she takes that now in 2.0 or 2.5, she takes that red calculate and she just gets her focus anyway. So now she has her two mods yeah. for bumping. That seems pretty good. That seems okay for her. Uh, and that's the other 
reason I don't like it is there's still ships that can abuse that. And then there's ships and lists that it would wreck them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I could fly five X-Wings and just split up my formation a little. And it doesn't matter what I dial because I'm just going to focus anyways now. And now I could shoot everything. Yeah. Always. Yeah. yeah, that seems good. Yeah, well, and range zero attacks have been... But if I'm a droid swarm, right, and that gets blocked now, um, oh, now I don't have any of my calculates, and I'm rolling for damage, and I only got three health anyways, and yeah, uh, now I'm just dead. (laughs) Yeah, that seems bad. Yeah, or a tie swarm or something. I I think the tie swarm is the tie swarm should always be viable because it's so Star Wars iconic, yeah, and so thematic. Seeing six or seven ties on the table, it's and people that fly it well, it's beautiful, and can beat you. Yeah, lot. it can wreck. It face. can wreck you, right? And their three agility. Sometimes it's like, oh, come on, just kill one already. Yeah, just die. And they're like, oh, we just dealt ten damage. How with all those two dice guns? But, uh, yeah. So I don't. Let's wait to see on all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's I, so I get all of the mixed feelings on all of it. That's been my my standpoint is let's see what all the actual rules are and then let's try them. Let's be open and then once we've been able to do that then we can yay it or poo-poo it, I, you know, either way. Um but you know, this is this is we finally were like, well, nothing we've seen from a we haven't seen anything from AMG yet. This is still all FFG stuff. FFG. Okay, well, you wanted AMG stuff. Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> so we knew that they were more um, objective focused. So that's that's another thing that we should discuss real quick. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? <sighs> competitive play is objective, scenario based. It would be rotating and random. As a tournament organizer, I need more information. So we we know that there's going to be four different types of objectives. One of them will be X-Wing as we know it. Basically, yeah. Yep. And then there's three other ones. Uh, I don't know the specifics on which ones they are. Uh, But they... Is it going to be randomized for every player? Is it going to, you know, for each match? Is it going to be randomized for the round? Is it going to be determined by the TO? What's How is that going to be relayed in an actual tournament format? Um, I think it really changes your mindset on list building because now you have to be able to account for if I'm going to do the death match or if I'm going to do holding objectives or whatever the case may be. Um, so now your list has to be versatile enough to be successful in four different categories compared to can I beat this, you know, the majority of lists, you know, what are my bad matchups? Now those bad matchups could be loads of different things depending on what scenario you're hitting. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's going to, it'll be, I, I don't know. I don't want to guess. <laughs> so Imperial Assault had, um, Oh, during the tournament season would be, these are the maps that we would have, three maps. And each of those maps had two objectives. And so you would go into a a tournament, so there's three maps and six objectives, and that was random by the round. And once you played that one, it was discarded. So technically at a bigger, larger event, you might play one of the scenarios twice. 
but yeah, you would have to, there was a little bit of the list building that you would have to do to, hey, this is an objective control point that I have to hold. So it's good to have some tanky guys that can just go there and do that. Um, you know, this one is kind of where I have to move around faster. So it's good to have, and you had to bring a balanced list. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like objective and scenario play the initial rules and things they talked about where uh, the scoring of it, where now half points is going to be eliminated on all ships. Ugh. Yeah. I don't like that. Cause how many big whole ships or guys lipping around on one health. Now you just don't score any of that point, those points. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're 130 point Django. 105. <laughs> flying around with one hole and I can't get any points for that. Right. Um, yeah, there's no more MOV. Yeah, that kind of sucks. The way bigger, medium, and larger bases can hold control points better, and now they have more whole health, and they're worth more points, and I can't destroy them and get their points for it, and they can hold the objective really well. I don't know. Yeah. U-wings for the win. I'm just going to fly four U-wings from now on. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. And stop and with Leia and stop and park on them and... Oh, try to kill me. You can't and don't get any points. And I'm controlling all these spots. And I don't know. Let so let's see all on all of that. Yeah, I've I've never been a fan, at least of FFG's attempts at scenario play. Um, when 2.0 came out, they really tried to introduce some scenario aspects to it, and we tried them at our tournaments. And with, you know, when the new products uh, came out um, and the new kits. Um, but when was the last time anybody flew with like a quick build card? The beginning of 2.0? Yeah. We yeah. had one quick build tournament. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> there's a couple guys I know that are like, oh yeah, I'll take those quick build cards. But every time we have a, a tournament kit, then there's quick build cards and it's like, well, these are coasters. If, you know? Yeah, <laughs> if you're a collector, I'll take one to have it in my collection of the stuff, but that's it. Yeah, or the threat builds, you know, the threat levels. Yeah. We tried that as well, and it was like, mm. um, And then a lot of the scenarios were more thematic scenarios, so then you're always excluding, if it's Rebel versus Empire, now you're excluding everybody else that doesn't have those factions. And then same thing with Resistance and First Order, and separatist and republic and so it was kind of um yeah it wasn't a very inclusive um type of scenario um i like that it was thematic but it was just it was just seemed like it was poorly executed um so yeah maybe it works in the office space of you know hey these six guys are going to do this thing but when we have a, a group that was mid-20s on a weeknight trying to get everybody to be on the same board and well, I don't want to play that or I don't have that faction or whatever the case may be. Um, I think we need way more communication as to what's that really going to entail. Uh, next topic, communication. How do you feel about that? Communication meaning AM? So FFG had trained the community that for every new release, there was going to be an article, maybe a couple. And in those articles, we learned as a community that, uh, one, they were bad at uh, creating articles. <laughs> they were bad at using images. They were bad at understanding their rules. Um, so just like, you know, I6, you know, Soon Tear Fell would 
find himself in the bullseye of like a I two, um, you know, yeah, X wing or something like that. And you're like, okay, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> but um, AMG has been just sort of releasing tidbits of information. Um, either on their stream, because they do a painting stream twice a week that's Star Wars themed, and people will go and ask questions, and sometimes they'll just answer. Yeah, right? He's painting a Legion model. Somebody will drop an X-Wing question. and Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the question is, you know, it's just a, yeah, we're doing something like that. You'll see some information. What? What? <laughs> and then the community goes crazy on all the forums. Dude, they just said this. That, and then... Um, uh, Twitter. So they're releasing a lot of information on Twitter and their Facebook page. New pilots, new ships, you know, that type of stuff. Um, so it's been a lot of breadcrumb information. So here's a little piece of information that I'm just going to sort of string you along on. Whereas FFG was more of a, here is a big piece of information. It may or may not be correct. <laughs> you know, asterisks. <laughs> but some people have been saying, well, you know, AMG hasn't been good in their communication because there's been a lot of partial information releases. Oh, yeah, we're going to do a, a, a bumping change. Well, what about it? We can't talk about it. Then why did you even say yes? Yeah. So what do uh, you think? So I feel, yeah, if it's something that's in the works and not finalized, don't say anything. That's how I feel. I'd just rather not hear anything. Some people want to hear, what are you working on and what are you thinking about? Yeah, because once uh, people hear, what is their natural inclination to do? Yeah, then they want to try it. I got a theory craft. Yeah. This yeah. is probably what they mean. I want to be the first person yeah. to be doing this correctly. For me, I'd rather you just, I'd rather not hear anything until you say, this is what it is. And the rules come out and everything. Um, as far as like the articles and stuff, I think it's cool how they've done, like the, the one coming up, the Pride of the Mandalore pack, right? Uh, once a week we get a post and boom, here's the Imperial ships now. And we just get to see the cards and that's all it really is. Yeah. Uh, what the points are, we don't know. And, oh, and then we could start theorizing list building and, oh, this guy with that. And uh, this week the rebel, they dropped the rebel, rebel pilots. fangs. Yeah. yeah. The rebel fangs. Oh, and the, the I four and I three ones, they have crazy good abilities. <laughs> I think that's really cool. So so I like that. I like that part. The rules and stuff that they're working on, for me, I don't want to hear it, though. Because now people are speculating. And then, like I say, there's this huge limbo state of, uh, oh, well, this guy wants to play with those new rules and try that stuff out. Well, yeah, but you can't because other, part, other parts of the game will also change. Yeah. And we don't know what those things are. No. Yeah. I don't know. We're kind of doing that at LVO, right? We're yeah. playing with Again, the new obstacle That's rules. not our choice as the player. And that was the, yeah. the organizer's choice. And to, we're playing with uh, Road. But that's all that we're playing with. We're not playing with the new bumping rules. But they did say that that's a thing. Um, but I don't know. I hate it when people pick and choose what they want and what they don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why our policy has always been that we play by the printed official rules at the time that are available. Right. So then there's no, we are using what's in the paper, what's in the rules documents, whether it's the rules reference or the 
you know, any of those, the floor rules, we're, that's what we're going by until a newer piece of information like that. Because it's just so open to interpretation when you only have just a little tidbit of the rule yeah. to work with. Um, what else? Um, that's, that's like a bunch of what's coming up. Yeah. yeah. How do you like road? I'm okay with it. <laughs> I think I'm like most people. And, uh, it's different, but I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm not a ace only player, and I've never relied on bid. I I've definitely done that sometimes. My world list was an Anakin list with a deep bid, and I went last in every game, and it gave me shots always. Um. But for the most part, a lot of times I've built lists to 200 anyways, even if I have an I-6. And I'm like, well, I don't need to take a deep bid. And I, w- I want to win a game if I'm moving first, even at I-6. Um, but randomly and the decision sometimes is weird and different. But whatever. I don't know. That's the rule. <laughs> How have you liked playing with Road? Uh, How do you think it's impacted your matches? Uh, it, as soon as you start doing it, it's pretty quick. And right uh, at first I didn't like, oh, you got to roll three dice every round and oh, what are the results and figuring it out. But it, it's quick and easy to pick up. Yeah, a lot of times it doesn't matter that much. Sometimes it matters big time in a couple of my matches. I don't know that there's been a round where I lost road that round and I lost that game because of that. I think we played one match where I think I won because I like you got first player. Yeah. Yeah. That last round. And it gave me the chance where I, I was able to win. That's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't happened a ton. I I've been pleased with road. As somebody who played a lot of Vader and Soontir and Grand Inquisitor and I six Fragile Ships, um, you know Phantoms, um, I think I, I've liked the if 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 ga- if X Wing is a game of positioning, Road really makes it a game of positioning because um, maybe I want to do that four K. Well, he's right where I'm going to land. If I'm first player... Previously, I would know for sure. Yeah, you would know. Ah, I can't, Don't or do I can't 4K because, because he he's going to be there. Yep. But maybe maybe if, if I do that 4K, then I can clutch something big. So you have to really think about... <laughs> you know. So those gambles, when they pay off, really good. When they don't pay off, really bad. Um, but I like that... Um, you have those options. Uh, for me, what it's really led me to do is to fly ships with multiple arcs. And then you have the the ability to, well, I'm going to not have to be facing in this one direction to get any shots off. I can do three different maneuvers. So you're telling me the fire spray is better than it was already what? the best ship in the fire game? Fire spray is good? <laughs> yeah, it is good. What's the best ship in the game? Fire, the fire spray. spray. Fire spray. Let's make it better. (laughs) Yes. Thank God it's not in Rebels. Um, Oh, it would be the only thing I would fly. So, yeah. And I think we we said this maybe back in October that 
ships with multiple arcs are, are really going to benefit. I think the fire spray number one because it has the same attack die value front and rear. Not a whole lot of ships have that, um, especially not at three die. So what the FS has two front, two back. So you know you yeah. can you can beef that number depending on which pilot you're flying and whatnot. The A-Wings have two front, two back. Um, anything else? Yeah. The FOs, they have an arc. Or the the Whispers have an arc. Or the, you know, big turrets and stuff like that. Yeah. Falcons and yeah. Decimators. And... So, yeah, having those those options available to you really can reduce the amount of, of time that you're trying to consider, well, ugh, is that 4K going to fit or... Maybe do I just do it too hard in a boost and I don't have to worry about a block and I still have all my stuff. Okay, yeah, I'll just do that. Yeah, yeah that seems good. That seems okay. Um, so I think that road really pushes your, if it's a game about positioning, um, you can't just, you you really have to improve your positioning because you're not going to be know that my 4K is going to fit right there and there's nothing he can do to stop it. Uh, because maybe... You're moving first, and he already has stopped it. So, um, but I've liked it. I don't think that you know, like you said, we we kind of balked about having to spend the time. Oh, it's going to slow the game down. Not really. I don't think there's. I I don't think that any of my games have been slowed down either. Right. Yeah, not enough to impact the game. Yeah. And uh, so I've always been this. We've all had it where. You roll the natties at the end of the game <laughs> on the last die roll, or you roll the natty blanks, right? All blanks, and you win or lose based on that. I've been on both sides of it. I've done both. I've beaten people and had them cry about the dice results. I've, I've cried about the dice results yep. because I've beaten people, <laughs> or uh, they've beaten me. But I've always just thought, hey, I'm not going to complain about that. We're, sure, I'm going to talk about what happened at the end of the game, but... I'm going to go back and look at my match and try to learn. Well, two rounds ago, I could have done this, and that would have been a better decision. And how could I learn and be a better player? And I think Road does the exact same thing, right? There's going to be a match where mm -hmm. you get first player or second player on that last round, and it wins or loses it. But you can still then go back and say, well, two turns ago, my opening engagement, I could have done this, I could have done that, and you could still learn. But... It's just variance. The variance will always be a part of it. And, yeah. it will, and it's the thing we'll always talk about. And it's the high, it will create the peaks and valleys and the highs and lows. Uh, but you can still lose or win and go back and look, learn from your mistakes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with all of that. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I like it. All right. Let's, and that's how it is. So like it or don't like it, play the game or don't play the game. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, we've seen that. So we've had a couple of players that are like, I don't like it, and I'm not going to, I don't want to play that. And it's like, oh, well, okay. okay. That's that's completely up to you. Yeah. But that's definitely not where the game is going. So, all right, moving on. Um, we have 20-ish minutes to talk about um, UCX Trials. and Let's uh, do that first. Yeah. Talk about the UCX trials. Uh, what I think there uh, are nine of the tournaments completed. Nine of the nine, nine of the ten. Um. So the most that anyone has gone to the number of, of tournaments is seven. 
So that's shared by you, Andrew, and Chris Alvey up in Logan. Um, there's only been two events that you guys did not go to. Uh, current standings, let's do. Uh, we'll just do top sixteen. Uh, Andrew's in first place with ninety-one points. Charlie Neo's in second Can I place. Say that with one more time. Uh, Charlie Neo's in second Ugh. place with eighty-nine points. <laughs> Andrew's in first place with ninety-one points and not won a single event. Charlie's in uh, second place with 89 points and did win an event. Chris is in third place with 87 points and has won two events. He's our only two-event winner at this point. Great job, Chris. I'm in Great f- job, Charlie, too. Charlie beat me in the final in one of them. There you go. Uh, I'm in fourth place with 80 points uh, as a tournament winner. Tom Neverez is in fifth place with 78 points. Here's what's tournament. huge. Uh, me, Charlie, and Chris are capped at our events. But you, in fourth place, your next event, you get all of those points. Yes. So so if all four of us go to that event, you get all of the points. We have to do better than a previous point. So yeah. you have the biggest chance of making a biggest jump. There. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bruce. And then, so chat fifth or seventh is the next person. Well, yeah, but you just get yeah. Bruce. Bruce is in sixth place. He has he has seventy seven points. He has not won an event. Zoch is in seventh place. Um, he also has f- uh, only five tournaments, so a hundred percent of whatever goes to his next uh, results. He's currently at sixty nine. So unless it's a big event, he's he probably won't jump into the top four. But uh, all of his points go. Jordan Alves in eighth place. He also has five five events, uh, sixty four points. Curtis four four events. 1-1, came real close on at the Intermountain Cup, 62 points. Tom Merkenbrack's in 10th. Uh, he has 59 points. He hasn't won one. Uh, Justin won the Intermountain Cup. He's gone to three events and has 54 points. Daniel Mount, uh, four events, 52 points. Vince has gone to five events at 48 points. Uh, Zach Ethier, I got it right. Yeah, you did. Fist pump. Uh, he's in 14th place, four events, and 37 points. Uh, Aaron Helm, 15 points, five events, 35 points. And then uh, Steve Baum, old man Steve, is at 16th place uh, with eight events. Oh, he's gone to all but one. He all did not go one. to St. George. Yeah. yeah. So way to go, Steve, to be the active guy right now. Um, and 34 points. So he's just gone to events and just plugged away. And he's in the top 16 right now. And that's what we wanted. We wanted you to just go, hey. That was part of the yeah. whole reason we built it. If you right? just go and have an average type day, then you still have a shot of making the top 16 because you're regularly going. So, um, Outliers. So right now. Um, I think all the way down to number 22 have a shot, depending on how well they do, to make the top 16. Yeah, 16 right now um, is 35 points. So if if we average, we've probably been averaging, what, 16 players at an event? Yeah. Roughly. So if you have 16 players, so you can get 16 points, that's four rounds. No, And, and a 17 is where you need to cut, right? So that would be four rounds. So you could get 20 points. So you would need... To get to 34. So from there, assuming you would have to have at least 14 points. So maybe as far down as 
27 if you got or 26 that would be enough yeah because we were just talking before so here's abby at 23 with 18 points and if the last one's in saint george and she's going to be at that. Can she win that and sneak in there? Maybe. Yeah. So if she yeah. gets 16 points for winning, if she goes undefeated, there's 20 points. So that puts her at 38 points. 38 points right now puts her at 14th place. Yeah. And then it's all depending on uh, those ones 12 through 16. Were they at that event? Did yep. they increase their score yep. or not? Yep. Right. What about the other ones that are also below her? Were they there and they finished second yeah, well, or for third her, and also got a big bump? Yeah, for her and Sam, you know, really she's they're worried not about um, the 12th through 16th guys. They're worried about um, 16 through 22, right? Yeah. So um, there's still a lot of points that can be won, and that, that 16 can be reached by a lot of people depending on where that when that event takes place and how many people are able to go to it. So right now that last event hasn't been scheduled. It's tentative tent well it's it's supposed to be in St. George um with all the changes to rules and personal lives it's been kind of hard to uh find a time that's going to be uh convenient for St. George. Um so I'd like to have it be down there but if we have to make a change then maybe we'll have to make a change but I'd like There will be one more UCX trial. There will trial be event. one more UCX trial. Fingers crossed. My hope and desire is that it's in St. George so that those guys have I hope that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but that's that's what we're doing. Uh and then after that we're going to do our top 16. Did we announce what the top 16 what what all the prizes were for No, the they're not one? even all finalized. They're not. Okay, so that's on a to-do list. So we need to get uh, our because uh, we could talk about it after I had a I had a thought on one of them. So. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. talk about it. So the uh, things that have been confirmed, the winner of whoever has the most points will get a trophy. Um, that was shared by Andrew on the UCX Discord, and I think did you share it on the Utah X Wing uh, page? Yeah, I think on the Facebook and yeah. on the Discord. I think they're both there. Uh, so whoever has the most points at the end of the season gets that, regardless of anything else. And that's really probably between me, you, Charlie, and Chris. That's it. Tom events are full, so he has to really bump one of his to get. Uh, Bruce, it's kind of the same thing. Zoch gets full points, so yeah. So depending yeah, on if Zoch wins that event, he goes to eighty nine. So if he gets a twenty pointer, that's still not that's quite not there, enough to win right? it. Yeah. Um, depending on who's there and stuff, right? The, yeah. Yeah. It could be probably all the way even down to Jordan or Curtis. Yeah. So right, have a chance depending on the size of the event. Realistically, it's probably between me, you, Charlie, and Chris, the top four. Yeah, I think because now you're talking about it's eleven points. Or, uh, no, 13 points for Tom, who's fifth. Yeah, he has to and do 13 points better than any of his other finishes. Yeah. Which is going to be hard to do. Yeah, at an event of 16 players, right? Even yeah. if you're winning that, right, your 20 points, your yeah. lowest event is 
five points or whatever it is. We could look at uh, his yeah. lowest is eleven. Eleven, right? So he'd only get nine points. So for Tom to have a chance, it needs to be like a twenty-player event that has yeah. a cut that he wins. Yeah, yeah. But not no. saying that that can't happen. Especially we might right if this if it happens. Well, so the even end of February, um, depending on where we do it. Maybe there's new rules and they're set. And oh, now yeah. there's a bunch more hype. Yeah. Maybe we're using the scenarios. Ooh. Maybe people like that or not. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> right. Maybe there's 30 plus players there. Right? Yeah. Do I think that? Probably not. But yeah, uh, let's see. It could happen. Yeah. Um, so TBD on the date and location of that final tournament. But there will be one. There will be one. Um and then Andrew and I will have to determine what our and I'll support. have the trophy there. So if you're one mm. of the if you're that first place person, you'll get mm. it at that tournament. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, very nice. And then the the top sixteen trophy for the the person who wins the top sixteen invitational will also get a trophy. That's yep. the UCX Trials champion. How nice would it be to have both of those both. side by side? <laughs> That'd be pretty nice. I hope it goes to different people, unless <sighs> I get both of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's probably going to happen is I end up with none of them. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's my my lot in life. Um, so yeah, so those will keep you informed as to when that's going to happen, uh, so that you can play um, after the last event, after the top sixteen is set, then we will schedule the top sixteen tournament. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, we'll try to, I want all of those 16 players to make it. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to try to we'll pick try a to date far enough out that everybody can hopefully go. If for some reason a one of the members is top 16 is not available, then we go to the 17th person. And then if they can't do it, then we continue to go down. So just because you are not right now in the top 16 standings does not mean that you are n- a hundred percent not going to be in that tournament. So, Oh, the other thing I hope happens. I hope there's a tie at 16. Yes. So we talked about if there is a tie that there would be a play at match. So those people in the tie face each other and the winner moves on to the, the tournament. I hope that happens. Oh, it's close down there. It's close. And I hope 16. it's Ryan in that match against somebody else. He's been flying some, janky list lately so we'll see yeah thursday night when i picked him up like, ryan what are you flying <laughs> he's like i can give finn three focus tokens okay oh all right well i love it that's luck. the ucx trials in a nutshell yep um it's been so much fun overall what do you think i think a lot of people had a lot of fun with it i had a ton of fun with it um i was super frustrated a few times because uh I've been second place in like three of them. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've missed the cut at fifth place in two of them mm. where one of them I went into the cut because I was ninth. It was Intermountain Cup and somebody dropped. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But two of them I missed the top four cut with the same win record as everybody else, but I was the fifth because of MOV. Yeah. Um, specifically the last one which i really felt good about winning but i was fit and didn't even have a chance because i wasn't even in the cut yep. that's how that's how it goes okay um any more ucx trials chat i've liked it i've i want to do it again yeah so there will be a season two 
what we change about it and stuff, we'll talk about and get some yeah. feedback. And we'll, we'll open it up. Yeah, there might be some, but there will be a season two. Hopefully starts in the fall. Yeah. Same number of events, more events. Yeah, I think that's what we talk about and figure it out. Do we change any of the scoring? I Maybe. like the scoring. I think I it worked th- out. I think so, too. But, uh, but let's get some feedback from people and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of like more events. Yeah. I think more more events is better. Yeah. So we'll see what COVID does. Yeah, COVID is the great equalizer, right? Yeah. A couple of the big staple stores like uh, Demo or Blackfire. Or, it would be nice to see them hold multiple events maybe. Yeah. Um, well, and then there were other stores that we didn't hold events at that we could have. Yeah. Um, I really liked Gamers Asylum. I think that was a... Uh, it was a really cool place to yeah, play. Yeah, I really liked it there, so I want to go back and support them. Um, I always have a good time playing with the Ogden guys anyway, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I liked Logan. Um, I'm bummed that I didn't get to go to the second Logan event. That one kind of had the smallest turnout because COVID was going on and it was right in the, the yeah, thick of the Yeah, that's one of the ones I missed and I was planning to and there was a family emergency that day. So, and I didn't make it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, let's move on. Let's um, Star Wars talk. So, this is... Rise of the Resistance, dude. I just went to Disneyland on New Year's Day. Broken. It was broken. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole long story, right? So because of COVID, uh, Disneyland's capacity is lowered. And they actually have where um, when you buy the ticket, you buy the ticket for one one of the parks. And then throughout the day, uh, halfway through the day, you can then switch to the other park. So we spent the first half of the day in California Adventure, second half of the day in Disneyland, which is where Rise of the Resistance is, and which is why I planned my vacation to go there, to ride this ride. 200 bucks to go to Disneyland to ride Rise of the Resistance. That's what I was paying to do. Yeah, we get over there. We're on our way to Rise of the Resistance. We walk by Indiana Jones. That's my wife's favorite. Let's oh, go on it. Oh, broken? No. Dude, I haven't been on that ride in freaking oh, yeah. 25 years. No, it was like 35-minute wait, so we're like, oh, dude, let's yeah, get on. Yeah, do it now. Uh, actually, throughout the whole day, we waited three hours to get on cars, but not longer than an hour, hour and a half on anything else. Mm. Even, you know, a couple of the really big rides. Yeah. We'll go on Indiana Jones. It's a blast. We love it. Still on our way there now. We walk by Splash Mountain. That's my youngest Nick's favorite ride. Got to do that. It's January, right? It's freezing cold. Yeah, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon now. The sun's still out. I'm like, if we're going to ride this ride, we ride it right now because I'm not going to ride it when the sun goes down and get wet. Yeah. 15-minute wait. We get on the ride, ride it. Not, you know, a lot of fun. I'm glad we did. We get off, check the app. Rise of Resistance is closed. Broke down. We walk over there. There's some people huddled around. There's nobody in line. Yeah, the ride's down. We don't know how long. Maybe five minutes. Maybe not the rest of the day. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> not physically crying, but my wife's like, you are devastated. I'm like, well, okay, let's go Let's go ride Smuggler's Run. Let's get some food. Let's spend some time at Galaxy's Edge, right? So we do that. The Smuggler's Run is a story in of, of itself. This girl pushes me to get in front of me to become the pilot. 
uh, because I was going to be the pilot on Smuggler's Run. She pushes me out of the way so she could be the pilot. And the guy's like, no, you're the pilot. And I'm like, if she needs to push me to be the pilot, she can be the pilot. <laughs> um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a lot of fun. Wow. We, we ride Smuggler's Run. We get some Ronto wraps. If you're ever in Galaxy's Edge, get a Ronto wrap. What so is a Ronto good. wrap? It it's like a the it's burrito. like a pita bread. Oh, okay, pita. Yeah, with a, with some sausage in it, and there's some coleslaw and a bunch of little sauce. So good. Hmm. Uh, and then there's it's like a sausage that's cut in half, and then there's some like roast beef in there too. So there's a couple different kinds of meats. It's so good though. Hmm. It it looks like shawarma. Um, the the decoration part. It looks like the ronto is on this big swarm of oh, stick, nice. right? It's spinning over this big fire. It's real it's really cool looking. Um so eat that if you're ever in Galaxy's Edge. That's the best food there. So we we ride Smuggler's Run and we're we're on our way back leaving uh the app. We check it's still down. I'm like, oh, okay, well let's go ride another ride because I don't want to just waste my time hanging around at Disneyland. I'm here once every couple of years. And while we're walking by it, Rise of the Resistance opens back oh. up. <laughs> Did you go on? Yeah. And so we waited zero wait. Oh. I walked onto the ride. We were the first like dozen people. Um, and uh, I, won't, I won't spoil it for anybody who's listening, but ride that ride. It's so much fun. It's so huge. It's like four different kinds of rides in one it's this interactive experience you walk through some of it some of it's like a motion theater some of it's like a ride where you're in a car going around seeing stuff um it it blows you away does disneyland still have star tours yeah good yeah uh we did star tours right at the end of the day broke down when i'm in the seat buckled in we get moved to another car uh it, it was a lot of fun uh we get off Rise of the Resistance, the line is packed because I know a bunch of people probably were trying to ride it, right? Yeah. 200-minute wait. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so dodge that bullet. It was a lot of fun. Yikes. Whether you're a Resistance fan or not, whether you're a Star Wars fan or, or see prequel fan or not. No? Prequel? Sequel. Sequel. Sequel fan or not. Yeah. You'll, you'll love the ride. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're all part of the ride is there's live actors and they're like part of the ride. <laughs> they're part of that experience. The Imperial officers are great. This girl's yelling at me <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, there's another Imperial officer. She's telling people, are you dumping idiots? <laughs> Stop making fools of yourselves. And uh, it was, it was great. You know, as Disneyland does is, it's quite a spectacle. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Go. I got to go. That's that. <laughs> um, Book of Boba Fett. So if you have not watched up to episode three of the Book of Boba Fett. Three episodes are out. Three As episodes. Yep. Uh, tune away now because we will talk about spoilers. Um, here comes the first spoiler. Eh. Yeah. Is that what episode three did that for you, right? Eh. Or all I, of it did it for All you? of it. And I haven't been like... He was so awesome in The Mandalorian, and then he's just a punk bitch. <laughs> in this, in his own series? 
Uh, the action compared to the Mandalorian and him in the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian, the action isn't there. The, yeah, there's very there's very little action. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Sam and I were talking. It's doing what, and I hate Sam. Everybody knows this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sam's famous on this podcast. Uh, I love Sam. We're talking. I like it, but I'm a storyteller guy, and I like the storytelling part. I think the best parts of the show so far have been all flashback. So the opening sequence, right? Of the, of the very beginning. Yeah, the First opening episode. sequence the, that they stole from Parks and Rec was <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> from Pat Oswalt. It was be, so funny, that clip. Yeah, right? it's 100% what he said. Um, and they did a great job at it. And it was like, oh, this is going to be epic. People was, wanted to see that. I was psyched. And, they did. and then it instantly was like, what? He just did this very cool thing that we've been waiting for, that we're hoping to see, and then... That's it. He's now he's now he just walks around. He just walks around and gets beat up by sand people for like three episodes. Really? That's it. Yeah. Okay. So I think they've they've Fennec really is pretty cool. No. Yeah, she no, is. No, she isn't. Yeah, she is. In the and in the first have you episode, not, have the you not scene seen of her the running memes? on the building. What's and, the the uh um Oh, but I I'm so in love with her. I you know Did I you know she was Chun Li in the Star Street yeah. Fighter movie? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh yeah, I've ooh. had a crush on her for since I was a little kid. Now, yeah, they showed they showed right? that picture back, and I was like, ooh, wow. yeah. I loved her in Agents of Shield. A lot of people don't like that show. It's not a great show, but I loved her. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, it, if you've ever seen uh, the Water Boy starring Adam Sandler, so he has a, a girlfriend, Vicky Valancourt. Uh-huh. And uh, she, her thing is, you want me to kill him? <laughs> and that's like all Phoenix does in the whole thing. You want me to kill them? Yeah, no. That's pretty cool. And anytime, I said this at X-Wing, anytime you have to introduce yourself as, this is Master Assassin Fennec, whatever her name is. Like, mm, if you're really a Master Assassin, you just have to say, this is Fennec. And then they're like, oh, shoots. She's, she's the master, the master assassin. assassin. If you watch game, if you watch Games of Thrones, there was a scene where, um, oh geez, why why can't I remember his name? Um, he's the dad of all the uh, the the lions. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Okay, well, he yeah. said any man who has to say I'm the king is not the king, and you have to say I'm I'm the master assassin. Okay, well, are you? When you have to put, you have to hand somebody a business card that says "Master Assassin." Then I'm not, I'm not so psyched. Yeah, but it's a TV show. How do you know that they're the Master Assassin unless you've already says, introduced her in another TV show? She's not a brand new character that just assassin. walked in. Somebody has to say it Maybe every you could, every <laughs> time, every episode, every time, every time, yeah, every single time. They're grinding it into your memory. Someday she's gonna kill one of them. Yeah, and who has she killed? Ah, oh, the one guy. I don't know. Yeah, and then um, we were talking, I was talking with Daniel, and Boba spends most of his time asleep in a back to tank. <laughs> and then, like, that Wookiee guy just 
walks into like where the back thing I would assume that's like the most secure part of the entire palace, right? Probably. Where's Fennec? Where's this master assassin? She's master assassinating people. She's AFK, dude. <laughs> Not doing her job. That guy a came with ginormous Wookiee just walks in. Really? Nobody does anything. No alarms, no nothing. And some random street punks that he picked up the night before have to defend him. They're there for some reason, but not the master assassin that's been with him for the whole season and from another show. Dudes. I told Daniel, I was like, this has some serious, somehow Palpatine has returned vibe, right? <laughs> it's like, ugh. Who is the writer? Man, Favreau. He has the writing credits for all three episodes. Especially he, he's golden on everything else, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been really happy with, but, ugh. I mean, this is like, it's only three episodes so far. It's a TV show. Okay. Well, the next five need to hit it out of the park. <laughs> One, uh, Dallas Bryce Parker is the director of the next episode. That's um, what's her name? Yes, Clint Howard. Yeah, yeah, Ron Ron, Ron Howard's son or daughter. Daughter. Yeah, yeah. Another one I have a crush on. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah, um, and I think she did a really good job. She directed an episode of The Mandalorian, um, and so I'm excited to see what what she's done. Um, so I'm still gonna watch, but and it's still Star Wars, and it's still yeah, but oh man. Isn't it cool to see some Tatooine and Tusken Raiders and, you know, some iconic stuff? No, I want to see Boba Fett doing Boba Fett stuff. He needs to be out, like, capturing people in carbonite, kicking some trash, <laughs> not just sitting around like an old man. And well, he blows up that one guy in the first episode with the rocket launcher. That guy's on the building and just shoots a rocket at him, blows him up. That's kind of cool. That's like a three-second clip. Yeah, but he did it, and that was a Boba Fett thing. He got ripped off by Jawas, so did Din Jin Jaren. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I'm How not, does that make you feel? You crawl out of the Sarlacc pit, and then a bunch of Jawas just beat you up and take your stuff. Yeah, mass, <laughs> Yeah, no. Leave you there for dead. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And then you do all this time building... Um, some type of bond to these sand people. Mm-mm. Doesn't end well for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just think that's the bunch. It's like, oh, I'm Master Assassin. Oh, I'm Boba Fett, the most feared. I'm the Daimyo, whatever the crap that is. I've never heard that word outside of this show. And then the, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you're the Daimyo? Uh, whatever. Yeah, oh, we we'd, don't care. We'd like to hire you, and but uh, we hired somebody else, and you're not a big enough deal for us to even care. Oh, okay. Fennec, do you want me to kill him? No. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. And then we saw some horrible huts, so we'll see how it goes. If you are a fan, they're so ugly. Yeah, the leave the huts out of it, man. Unless you're gonna do the live action job, of, you know, don't don't do it. They just don't. Look Star good. Wars has always had this problem of uh, 
the wampa is so iconic and the rancor is so iconic and java is so iconic but since then like in the prequels had the problem the cre the creatures that they create to be these iconic creatures they're not the rancor and the wampa right yeah just never will live up to it yeah i my my hope was i was kind of hoping that the part i hate most about force awakens is the whole wrath tar thing on the ship and everything that is such a horrible <laughs> horrible sequence <laughs> yeah and the two different gangs at the you know yeah it turns into like a b-rated science sci-fi movie where they're yeah that's not not good so if uh hopefully you're enjoying it listener um because I, i'm enjoying it I I'm enduring it. I'm not enjoying it a whole bunch. My hope is that this will pass, and Ian Ian McGregor oh, and Hayden Christensen. That is what I can't wait for. Yeah, that's everybody wants to see that. Yeah, Kenobi. So that's what I'm hoping for. More than Ahsoka, more than the Mandalorian season three. That's what I want. Same way. I can't wait for that. All right. Anything else we but need again, to talk about? But again, Ewan McGregor, Kenobi is one oh. of my crushes. Another oh, yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else we need to talk about today? No. I think that's a good wrap. Yeah. First time back, I'm going to, you know, I haven't discussed this really with Andrew yet, but I'm going to try to r- run some, some format ideas and have it be a little bit more structured. We've been really freeform and loosey-goosey, but I think maybe... You know, we'll try it. We'll try some things and we'll see if, if we like it better to have segments that are a little bit more pre-planned and if we need... Should we get more guests? We need to do a third, right? Who's going to be our Nate now? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Applications open. Yeah. <laughs> wow us. Wow us with your prowess. Yeah. Uh, we've had some call-ins. I'm not uh, a fan. It's, yeah. I I love sitting around the table and stuff and having the person with us. It's way more work yeah. for me, especially to edit. as organic as Ugh. we just kind of are. Yeah, and on the editing back inside, it's hard Sucks. to do that where somebody calls in through Discord, All right? And we lose internet connection during part of it. And yeah. So yeah, if you think you want to be either a guest or a permanent feature, let us know, and we'd be interested to to see what we have. No guarantees. Yeah. Um, I would like to eventually over the next year have most the the whole time we've been planning this, but yeah. you know I want to get most of the community on here. Yeah, that was point, right. That was what. Oh, and the other plan yeah. that uh, have, oh we had Curtis once, right? Yeah, we so, had Curtis on. Uh, yeah, Charlie and Zoch and some of these staple guys. Uh, in our so community. we had Ben, we had Hayden, we had Zoch, not Zoch, uh, Curtis, Chris. Who else local? Maybe somebody else. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, our then plan a was call-ins. Yeah. Some of them got posted. <clears throat> some of them not. Yeah. Yeah. So our plan was to involve as many people locally as possible, just because it's it's fun to be able to hear other differing opinions and to be more active as a community rather than just two guys in Utah County. Yeah. So well, because that's what we've always wanted. It's just like the Utah. It's the UCX podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's our podcast. Let's get some more people. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to head over to Dragon's Keep Provo and do some LVO prep. Uh, the, oh, the, I was gonna, that's what I was going to say. The other thing that Andrew and I talked about is at LVO, we'll be recording probably Saturday after everyone has played their day one. we ones. do it Saturday night? Yeah. Yeah, so, so most people are playing Saturday. Andrew is the only <laughs> I, I person playing only Friday. <laughs> Everybody else went Saturday. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take the podcasting equipment and record for everybody. So there's going to be, what, like eight people there, something like that? Yeah, we're going to do there. it in the room. So even if you're going and not staying in the room with us, like, right, come over that night and uh, be a part of it. Yeah. Andrew and I will have dedicated mics, and then there'll be one other mic for everyone. We'll rotate them. Yeah, to we'll rotate kind of get out. everybody their shotgun yeah. thoughts from the rounds. Moo. <laughs> My wife is home. This is when we call it. Yep. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. You want to do any plugs? Uh, Patreon? Yeah. Thanks for our Patreon. Uh, all the prize support for the UCX trials is coming from that, and... You know, we have the money already that's set aside, too, for the next card. Just yeah. still kind of waiting on the next stuff in AMG to finalize stuff before I make another card. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to do sense again if it's going to be banned. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for doing that so that we can have, uh, even during our, our hiatus of time of less activity, but our plan is to return to business as usual for 2022. So. Yeah, special shout out to Charlie. He's our biggest Patreon supporter. Oh, thank you, Charlie. I'm super hard on that guy sometimes, right? But uh, Charlie's a staple in our community. He's always there to play. He's yep, and uh, he supports us. And thanks, Charlie. All right. Well, with that being said, this is Banger Rain signing out. We'll see you guys next time.